Thank you. Thank you so much for my for your patience. My name is Jason. I am your host for the Brand Identity Design podcast and uh, we are actually live broadcasting uh, this particular episode not only on Clubhouse but as well as on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm trying out the LinkedIn audio feature for the first time, so let's see how it goes. Uh, hopefully uh, we will get some audience on linkedin as well so thank you so much tiffany for joining our space uh tiffany is actually going to be the host so i don't know if you guys actually know what we are trying to do so uh on this episode during this episode the reason i call it 50 under 5 i'm sure many of you actually know i have actually done 50 episodes uh as a part of my podcast in less than 5 months that's why it's called 50 under 5 okay so i hope that <laughs> that gives you a little snippet on why where did i come up with the title for this uh, room so on this episode i will be you know discussing about how i overcame my fear on public speaking camera phobia what made me do this whole podcasting thing what i what is that you know i'm so fascinated about how this whole thing happened and for a change rather than me interviewing somebody else i am going to be actually interviewed so the hot, you know the hot seat or whatever seat you call it it's actually going to shift so tiffany thank you so much for being here i'm going to give you the mic you. virtually <laughs> and let's actually start the show <laughs> let's do this and what an honor it is to be um given the opportunity to be the host and put you in the hot seat <laughs> and um yeah so i'm going to try to tuck away my devil horns and uh in your um, email you said i can add any questions i want yeah absolutely so, this is going to be fun and you guys can help me out with some too <laughs> so anyway um for those that don't know me my name's Tiffany Warner I am a licensed mental health counselor and psychotherapist, founder of Safety Harbor Behavioral Health and Counseling Center, which is in Safety Harbor. Um over 20 years I was being a licensed mental health therapist and um as well as the host of a live radio show called Moments of Clarity with Tiffany. That's award-nominated and live interactive radio show that's been uh for about seven and a half years, a little over. And today like Jason said, I'm going to be the host of Brand Identity Design podcast for Shane and ask Jason some questions about his podcasting journey and his journey so far and looking forward to seeing what's to come. So this time the host becomes the guest. And um as you know, he started his solo live interactive podcast over Clubhouse back in February. 2022 and he did complete 50 episodes under 5 months and so proud of him and he says uh his favorite quote is to make it simple but significant the quote from don draper and that's his favorite quote so my guest today on jason show is jason thomas <laughs> and he's an entrepreneur <laughs> kind of feels funny but i'm just going to go with it okay Uh, <laughs> uh he's an entrepreneur, brand identity designer, host of Brand Identity Design and Social Skills for Children's podcast, and founder of IMJ Designs Company. Today's topic as he's saying today is 
season two, episode 15, 17. 18, actually. I'm so sorry. Under- yeah, it's 18. I'm so sorry. I made a typo there uh, when I made the article, the notes. So, episode 18. Even better. It's season two, episode 18. Due to typos under Jason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the under five with Jason and Tiffany. And uh, so, the title of this, I was thinking 50 under five. So like, what are you aging me there? But no, um, <laughs> 50 episodes under five months. Um, um, so this is going to be fun. During this episode, Jason will disclose on how he is overcoming his fears of public speaking and camera phobia. I've witnessed some of this, ladies and gentlemen. Um, he's come a long way. And with the help of some amazing friends in his new podcast, 50 episodes in five months as part of the host to guest series so join us and so jason you ready for your interview questions yeah everyone yeah. take a second to share <laughs> the show on your platforms yes that would be so awesome we can get some more some more people to come in and um and um yeah join the stream the uh, so really that more people you know, understand the premise of the show. So I want to quickly acknowledge uh, some of my friends as well as, you know, some people who joined the live stream on LinkedIn. So I want to acknowledge my good friend Leslie and Melissa. Okay, a few other people I see in, in the audience. And I see Suraj Mondal who has actually joined from LinkedIn. So thank you so much for your love and support, uh, guys. So let's actually tune in, Tiffany. Let's actually go. Let, no, let's actually give people what they are here for. Oh, that sounds juicy. Okay. So Jason, um, <laughs> let's just, <laughs> just give them what they want. Um, so they're just joining us. Um, I'm Tiffany Warner. I'm hosting Jason's podcast, Brand Identity Design, just for today as uh, a spe- special episode 18 of season two to put Jason in the hot seat, basically to show that making a podcast and and Putting yourself out there is not easy. It's not easy to do anything on your own and breaking through fears and breaking through anxieties that you have and that good feeling that comes from it when you face a fear and you overcome something that you never thought you could do and do so well. So my first question to you, Jason, and this comes from basically the theme of your show that you ask all your guests is, uh, what was that aha moment? What you what inspired you to become a podcaster and please tell us your journey. Yeah, absolutely. So Tiffany, so uh, my aha moment of, you know, starting specifically a podcast is actually uh, necessity. Necessity is the mother of all inventions. So as a business owner, uh, you know, trying to actually run a design agency, and I've been trying to do this for a couple of years. And in the process, I realized that, you know, educating people, uh, the importance of design and what I bring, the value I bring was really challenging, at, at least from a marketing standpoint. It was way too expensive uh, to do ads, uh, expensive to do ads, especially in foreign countries and to acquire business through that medium. So I wanted to find, you know, find an easy way wherein I don't actually sell. You know, the problem is that, you know, most entrepreneurs get into the bandwagon of selling themselves. And I, I, I didn't like the idea. I was more like how uh, we can harness relationship first, understand the opposite person, 
okay and in the process if you feel your expertise can make some sort of difference in their life you know try helping them out okay so that was my intention so i wanted to find out a very very cost effective way of how to actually get this done okay and apparently what happened is that i came to an understanding that podcast is a nice medium so i was actually not aware of how to actually conduct or do a podcast uh, the the beauty behind it the magic behind it i was completely unsure how this process work and uh, during this time i encountered a a very cool friend of mine his name is lj haywood uh, apparently he's actually listening to our show on uh, linkedin audio So I met uh, LG on a couple of rooms he was doing on Clubhouse and he was speaking about the business of podcasting and he was throwing in tips on how to you know get these things done. So uh, I got really fascinated with the idea and he used to kept uh, you know stating this one thing over and over again. He said stop procrastinating, take actions and you can actually start uh, doing podcasts with basic uh, things. Okay and and uh, and it took me a little time to understand that you can actually even run and produce a show even with your cell phone so i used to have an iphone 8 i still have it so initial episodes of my podcast was actually done using just my cell phone and just my headphones that's it that's what i was using to produce those shows and obviously i'm not saying that it was one of the best produced shows but what it did is that as i progressed each and every time uh with more and more episodes it just uh, uplifted my confidence it helped me you know find out more and more creative ways how i can produce my show like you know how i can make it better so so yeah so from a, from a business standpoint uh you know i could have actually started a podcast just talking about design okay when i had like a deep conversation with lj he gave me like a clear understanding he was like bro If you were to actually do a show explaining about your expertise to your audience you will just attract more people who kind of do the same stuff which you do that means if i end up starting speaking about design more even more designers will join the conversation how would you benefit from it so this is the reason why i gave the podcast the name which is brand identity design that's what i am what my specialization is and rather than actually speaking about design i started speaking about entrepreneurship okay i started interviewing people who are my target audience who are basically entrepreneurs and that's how we structured the show and uh, so So yeah, I mean that was my aha moment that's so necessity is the mother of invention. So I wanted to find out a very cost effective medium of marketing. So that's how the whole show started. I procrastinated, you know, for quite some time because I was under the impression that, you know, you require superb amount of quality. It has to be produced very well to qualify to be a podcast and apparently all those things are basically myths, you know. I think all those things are important. I'm not saying that it's not but you know just to start off okay you can just start with the resources which you have you know like cell phone headphones whatever just start off with that and as you progress as you start making money uh, you can keep reinvesting back and just improve it over time so that was my aha moment and that was kind of my journey and there are a lot of people who actually helped me in this journey so you being one of them tiffany and a lot of other people too yes thank you yeah so yeah go ahead Yeah so um that's interesting and I love your answer about um necessity is the mother of of adventure and yes. necessity is 
yeah, and being kind of like at the point of necessity, having to break through with that courage and that breaking through fear. And the one thing that I say a lot of, is the only thing greater than fear is hope and giving yourself. What I love about your story so much is that is that you didn't just decide to like, oh, I guess I'm just going to start a podcast. You had uh, a creative idea, a vision behind you, and you wanted to watch it come into fruition even after past failures and and the fear of putting yourself out there and the fear of of camera and audio and all sorts of things and just knowing you the and working with you like that, um, how far you've come. I just want to say it's just amazing. And then telling people, hey, this, I just started with the phone and headphones, but I don't think everyone should do a podcast. <laughs> I don't know that, uh, you know, I mean, everyone can try, but they're not going to be, I mean, you, you have to really have the, the passion behind you or you'll get through like one or two episodes and then it will falter because that passion's not there. Would you say that that it, you had that passion and that's why it's just coming? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I just want to amplify on that, Tiffany, if I may. Like what you said. So uh, what I feel uh, is that when you start off, okay, when you start off, it's good to actually go hard. Uh, specifically, uh, specifically when you're starting up. If you have uh, a fear of public speaking, it's actually good to jump into the ocean directly so that you can learn how to swim so and that's the that's the process which i undertook so if you if you you know guys who are actually listening to me for the for the first time i want to just backtrack you from season 1 when i actually did season 1 i had back to back episodes every day now it's freaking hard and i would never recommend you to continue doing that unless and until you unless and until you you know you don't do anything apart from just podcasting you know then it's cool because you can dedicate your whole day if you run a business and if you want to do back to back shows it's just too you know too much time is involved so i wanted to teach myself how to be comfortable just speaking uh, just to myself and speaking to my guests so i wanted to actually overcome that fear and so what i did is that i went the hard route and i just started doing back to back shows and i did 22 episodes in about 22 odd days or whatever you know i i just finished that it was my first season one i was exhausted i have to actually take a a 3 to 4 week break you know just to uh, overcome and stand back on my feet because uh, what we don't understand and i think listeners you know sometimes may not realize there is a lot of work which actually goes even if your podcast may not be at to that you know big scale Uh, a lot of moving parts a lot of emails back and forth uh, a lot of requests back and forth setup scheduling sometimes people don't have times then you have to allocate a different slot then you have your show timing a lot of moving parts are involved you know to structure a show so i just wanted to amplify that piece tiffany thank you i'm so sorry if i interrupted or barged in like that How dare you on your own show? No. <laughs> um, no, I'm glad that that you clarified that. Um, and um, you're right. Uh, putting two feet in the water when you're scared of something, like, to it's called exposure therapy um, and mental health, and to break that 
that seal by just exposing urban the band-aid off is very is very it's sometimes frightening as as hell but um it it works you know for most people to just get there because one of the best feelings of your life is when you realize you still have the ability to surprise yourself and that you still can do something that you never thought you could do that's just my theory on things but okay so tell us some of your challenges you've experienced as a podcaster in the audio broadcasting business jason how'd you overcome it and what did you learn from it okay so this is an interesting one uh, because there are actually a lot of challenges which some podcasters may highlight some podcasters may or may not highlight i'm not sure i'm just going to explain what the challenges which i experience uh to start off with you need to have like a core structure or a format of a show figured out okay and then you need to ensure that your audience are also trained to follow the show along with your guests so you have to keep sometimes repeating yourself make them understand the structure and this can you know start from the very beginning like when you onboard somebody to be a part of your show you have to keep explaining them so i think this process is slightly challenging okay and it takes a while once you understand it once the opposite person understands it once you give them enough examples then it's a cake walk okay but it does take time uh, for people to get used to the format of the show uh so in a second thing which i want to highlight is that finding the right guest is really really challenging especially when you're trying to do an interview model podcast so it's not like a monologue you have you know like how we are doing you have somebody else and you interview this person trying to understand what they do okay ask relevant questions help them to promote their business whatever so i'm just saying finding the right guest guest was very very challenging so what i did uh, is that you know to overcome this challenge rather than actually looking out for big shots or you know uh, high end celebrities i just ended up you know just interviewing my friends who were entrepreneurs very simple any close friends i had i i just used to ask them you know if they are okay with being a guest on my show and if they say yes i had like a guest intake form which i created over google google forms and i used to just send them the link and ask them to fill it now when i when i started with my first two three episodes the form never existed okay i realized that you know it's very difficult to remember everything what you speak uh, during pre interview calls you know just trying to understand if the guest is a good fit so i had to eventually come out with a form and one of the another reason why i came up with the intake form is that it was challenging for me to just come up with a title okay and then and i was keeping on asking my guests if this title is okay this title is okay so there was a lot of back and forth and i wanted to actually avoid it and apparently i didn't remember but somebody recommended why don't you just ask the guest uh in a what topic they are interested in speaking and this is the premise of your show and let them give you tips and you build around it so that was a life saver and that's the reason i came up with the form uh, so that I, i i can use just the excel sheet just to have all the data of my guest their bio their emails phone numbers whatever i can always go back and uh, you know just revisit it you know just in case if i have to have them back so that's second the third thing i feel is about 
planning and preparation so uh, i am not the guy who actually does interviews just off my head it's it's difficult for me to come up with questions on the spot i may have a, like a little premise of uh, what i need to ask uh but you know you know my my brain does not work that way so i have to be prepared so what i did is that uh i started structuring my show uh with proper planning and preparation so i made the guest aware of what i'm going to do how it's going to go how long it's going to go so i used to send out notes exactly the same one i shared with you tiffany like it just gives an overview it's like a skeleton of the whole show and which direction we plan on head heading and i asked them early on is that if 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 it's okay to actually move this direction or do you want to add something else edit something else so that just helped me to structure and make the show better the last one which i want to highlight and there are many things but the last one is audio quality audio quality makes a very sizable difference when it comes to your listeners uh, okay so I, i i think around i think if you spend around 600 to 700 or dollars you should have the infrastructure you require just to run a show good quality audio recording okay good cloud storage and all the means and resources you require now see i use anchor to broadcast my audio uh, my podcast okay so anchor is actually free but the 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 problem which i'm experiencing with anchor it does not give you too much analytics to understand uh, who your listeners are and how they are engaging too much but i'm still okay with it considering you know it does not cost me any money to uh you know broadcast uh my rss through anchor so i i like spotify that's why i'm okay with that so that's what i'm actually doing but you know i would recommend that when you start off although you may not pay much attention to the quality of your audio but it's a good investment to make okay and i i think it just helps you significantly for example the music which you heard in the beginning uh you know to do all of that you know sound effects like you know like something of this sort you know it's good to have like a setup <laughs> caught me off guard <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have like a setup you know it just really helps and uh, and 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 uh, yeah your recording has to be in in a, the file quality has to be good so that you know uh, like after post production so i want you to understand that many podcasters do post production work that means they extract the audio recording uh, maybe add some of those sound effects post show in my case uh, i do my show live okay now this is something which i had to you know get habitual to so this is one of the most important thing which tiffany made me realize actually and i want to really give her credit she does all her shows live so i mean if you don't know about her i mean she has done more than 600 episodes she's been in this game longer than me around 7 years actually 7 and a half years to be exact okay and she does all her show live okay and uh, for me it was chaotic because you have to make your mind realize that you know you have to be instant okay your thought process has to be instant okay you need to ensure that you choose say the right words so you have to train your program your mind uh, and your brain to do things in that fashion so it was a challenge initially because i was shivering shaking all those interesting stuff okay but eventually <laughs> swaying <laughs> swaying uh, you know shivering shaking okay yeah swaying, swaying yes in your chair yes yes so when you do when i do when i used to do actually live videos 
uh, I was swinging, shaking, moving. You know my, you know what is that thing which you call when you get nervous? You know you keep that tapping your feet, uh, fidgeting, fidgeting, yeah, uh, and uh, nervous as hell. You know, fuck, I was nervous as hell. So I was constantly sweating, shaking. It it was tough in the beginning, guys. <laughs> it was really really yeah. tough. So these are some of the challenges, like, and this put is. Put your fan on. <laughs> put your fan on. He was wiping his forehead with a towel. I think maybe we should duct tape you to the wall so you stop swinging back and forth. Um, I had like a master class now. on Zoom with Tiffany. <laughs> I mean, there was a one-hour master class mm-hmm. just explaining how to sit still. So yeah, so that's my camera phobia, and that's how. uh like that's how i overcame those things so it, it's a little hard work but it just goes a long way and and the good part is that i can apply all these thing uh, to my business all these learning so whatever i'm learning out of my podcast uh, when i'm with my guests when i when i actually do zoom calls i you know it it just helps me to be more confident uh when i do my business you know all those discussions all those meetings go well uh, they admire me So podcast has really helped me to step up uh, the speaking game. So yeah, go ahead Tiffany. Yeah, it was I mean and you've come a long way. I've got to just applaud you on that. I've watched you know from the beginning you know and grow into the person you are today, but not only that through fears and through bumps in the road and um and people get, trying to get in your way and i mean which is all part of the journey of growing is you you learn who to trust and who not to trust and toxic people that come around and friends that will support you and tries you up and be there for you and um it's it's a long journey and all the things like when you first started doing your podcast you wanted to do it daily like <laughs> what the fuck like <laughs> what the fuck like <laughs> yeah i'm going to go ahead and do my show daily tiffany yeah i think that's the right fit and 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 fuck the world came like fucking you up like you I, know i i gave him like a week i like yeah that's not <laughs> call me when you're burned out you're like two days later no i'm not going to do this <laughs> I actually But slept for about 2 to 3 days Tiffany like proper rest after I finished my show and then I was scared like you know see guys oh shit uh, because I hardly used to get sleep because the moment I finished my podcast okay back in you know, back in season 1 obviously I used to finish my podcast okay uh, ensure that the next guest is on track and most of the time they never used to respond on time so which gave me like it used to really stress me out and you know, give me anxiety uh, because they yeah. never yeah and and they never they don't really understand i don't blame them because the show is important to you it may not be important for your guest or may they may not look at look things in that way or uh it's possible that your guest may have a million other things to do and you may not be in the priority list and i get that so i learned the hard way and and this is one of the reason i i transition and i pivoted uh to just doing weekly shows and and i think weekly shows are amazing i i feel so because yeah weekly shows are great but i disagree on the they sh- 
get that. Like, no, nobody should commit to being on whether they take it as a priority or not. And even at the live radio show that I host, it happens sometimes where they're like, uh, um, something came up or I, or um, they, I, I guess it's not that they don't respond nowadays because most people ask to be on my show, but uh, I've run into stuff where it's like, can you please fill out this intake and they'll send me articles to read or videos to watch or their website and they want me to go dig it up and research. And when, uh, I mean, do you want us to say what you want us to say to make you look good? We need to know exactly what you want us to say. Not <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the most funny thing. That's a really funny thing. You know, see, I, I think, uh, I think our guest thinks uh, that, you know, they they want you to do a little digging and find out what what you do and 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 what they don't really understand tiffany i agree with you 100% they don't understand that we don't want to make any assumptions during an interview because that's going to position them bad so i had like a guest who gave me like you know tons of stuff just to listen and i'm like man i got just only 24 hours a day i can't consume all this shit uh, you know can you just send me just like a small summary of you know what to say what not to say and and in the interview you know you go in and blabber it all out you know you have the whole 90 minutes right. yeah you know you speak as the you know as much fuck fuck as you want and uh, you can just promote yourself that way but you know giving me or taking me through that whole journey that highway that route 66 does not make sense to me you know that highway i don't want to uh-uh. go that route go ahead i agree Right. And there was a time before I used to pre-interview, pre-interview the guests from my radio show. And it would be an hour of getting to know them. And then, and then sometimes they'd say, by the way, I hope you don't say any of this on the show tomorrow or whatever. It's like, what? I've been taking notes. That is chit-chatting. It's not a free therapy session here. Or um, just whatever. Then it's in my head not to say, and I just like, whatever. But that's where you know dun, 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 there was an intake form created and how about fill this out and or they would say stuff on the show the next day that would be like remember when i told you last night or i might have said this yesterday or when we spoke or whatever guess someone want to know that like so then i liked it to be more organic because um i wanted to hear it for the first time because you get the story so clear and precise and so much with you know the heart and soul into it the first time hearing it and then when someone's telling you for the second time they think i already told you this so that you kind of get the, the the edited version or whatever but then so does the audience rather than everyone getting it you know as they would have said it the first time so i like doing it like that but it's a process of what works for each person and what you learn of what you can put into it and what you can't and burnout time and all of that and however you would want to say that so um why did you fear public speaking so much and how did you overcome it yeah so i mean i mean before i sent you the questions so guys i want you to know that you know yes i did send her questions because that's how i make preparations for my show 
So, uh, oh, yeah. I, I got a lot of questions and I'm allowed to edit and ask. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I want, before I answer it, I just want to acknowledge Laurie and Natasha. Thank you so much, guys, for your support. Hi, Laurie and Natasha. Hi, Leslie, by the way, too. Yeah. So, uh yeah so why did i fear public speaking and i just took a moment uh, just to think on this and i think one of the reason is imposter syndrome and i think most entrepreneurs like myself and even while you're working you know you go through this and uh, one of the reason i had imposter syndrome syndrome you know regularly is because i had too many businesses which i failed within a uh you know a fraction of years too many businesses back to back so you know it it was hard because i i kept failing repeatedly with those businesses and uh, i had like no proper college degree i didn't had any sort of design education from a formal school like a design school or an art school is explaining you how it works and while i was in this entrepreneurial journey i kind of lost a lot of friends okay i didn't really had any sort of relationship with any woman in in between during the process so i didn't had anybody to open up or speak and while i was actually failing in couple of those businesses i it did cost me a fortune it, it costed me my livelihood my savings and it made me pretty lonely in the process so when i became lonely eventually i had nobody to speak to and i kind of had no voice left uh, to engage because it just felt that at some point nobody uh, really cared uh, about my opinion I mean that's that's actually the hard truth and uh, what happened is that I went inside this shell uh which I felt you know circumstances and situation just shaped for me and and I didn't I couldn't do anything it, it just felt like you know I didn't had any control over it so I just went quiet and this is one of the reason I felt uh, fear uh, when it came to public speaking so what i did uh, is that you know you know after meeting you and many of my other friends on on this specific platform a lot and natasha knows about this because uh, when when she uh, used to do her marketing rooms okay which i'm a very big fan of during that time she always encouraged me to come up on stage and speak and i was very very hesitant i was hesitant because you know all those things which i just spoke just a while back you know just kept you know haunting me i was like you know do you think if you you know would you be able to actually speak on it do you think uh, you know you have the credibility or the expertise to really go ahead and give your opinions so, so it was this constant battle in my head so at one point i was i was kind of exhausted it just felt like you know a merry go round and i was like you know I have a business I have to make a living okay and uh, I know I'm really good at what I do but if I can't communicate and if I can't market myself I'm doing a disservice uh, you know to what I do and many of those entrepreneurs out there who can really benefit from my expertise because I'm keeping my mouth shut uh, I'm not able to leverage or they are not able to leverage it. So I started facing my fears so I was like and I'm not going to rush into anything what I'll do I'll first start observing patterns okay just evaluate how people do certain things and try to adopt things uh, which makes me comfortable first so I wanted to make uh, the road map a little comfortable and easy to walk 
and uh, then i started walking that path so f- uh, you know one of the first steps which i took is that i started engaging in speaking in some of those rooms initial rooms on clubhouse i just started uh, maybe through chat maybe through messages i just started you know that was my first step you know at least can i have that uh, initial connection okay then i started you know started speaking in a few rooms you know which gave me a little more confidence and then uh, to my surprise elias one of my friend uh, from clubhouse he used to do this room on voice the power of voice uh, he suggested that you know why don't you be a guest on my show and you speak okay that was my first encounter this happened last year uh, so i did that and i was pretty shared as fuck i was like you know i didn't know how to, and he was like you know we will go with the flow and i'm like a very you know organized guy I need methodology to make it work that's just how my brain works so anyway we did that and i i started going into more and more rooms and that's how i met you tiffany during the process and luckily uh, you asked me to be a guest on uh, on your show and we had this whole master class about you know how to sit straight and speak so that was kind of a foundation for me to start uh, you know getting my head outside the shell and just just seeing how the world looks and it was beautiful and i was just too scared unnecessarily i was like you know i should go out and i should experience this and if i have an an opportunity to you know have something uh you know help my business or help me grow have a living i should be able to do it so yeah that's what i did and i i i you know i i have to really say that there are a few people who are my role models who really help me they are my really really good friends at this moment so i w- i can't thank my mom enough because she has been an inspiration uh, from day one my sister who has uh, also inspired me quite a lot to do what i do and 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 a few other friends tiffany you are one of them leslie you know lj who you know who was in our room just a while back girish uh, america super mom and summer uh natasha who you see down in the audience lori and many other people you know who you guys give me that push that encouragement uh which i was not able to get and uh, when i was not able to get you know it really put me on rock bottom it was really rough you know i still have depression when i look at those days so i'm going to land my jet there thank you <laughs> well and and to just recap what you just said i mean imposter syndrome it, it really stems from a lack of confidence within ourselves to be able to think that maybe we aren't capable or worthy of being who we want to be and and it, like it would be a disservice like you said not only to yourself but to others because you know this talent jason that that the world needs to know about but by not sharing that and telling people that it exists is doing that disservice to not and not just us but to yourself because how are how will you ever know what you're capable of unless you give it a shot and give yourself a try and i think there's a lot of entrepreneurs go through that wondering if they're going to try and fail but i mean failure is only something that can happen if you do try but that comes from anxiety the root of anxiety a lot of it is like fear of success or fear of failure or fear of abandonment fear of commitment fear fear and the only thing greater than fear is hope and to believe in ourselves so and and giving it a shot look i 
I think we just un un unleashed or opened Pandora's box with you, <laughs> giving you just the opportunity <laughs> to believe in yourself. And now we can't shut you up. Look at that. <laughs> but it's a beautiful thing. I mean, some people just have different talents and everything. And I'm so glad that you said, and I'm honored to be on that list, but when you sent me the list of who encouraged you, it's like, you put <laughs> the order that you put it in. I'm like, better say your mom first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that goes but, without saying, right? You know, I mean, obviously, right. I, I wouldn't be alive, Tiffany, you know, if my mom wouldn't have jumped in because it was too lonely. Uh, you know, it was really hard. I had like no purpose left. Uh -huh. You know, she if she wouldn't have stepped in and if she wouldn't have encouraged and if she wouldn't have loaned that gold she had and she funded me a little money so that I can actually start learning some of those tools, Adobe applications. You know, that's how I started. Okay. And uh, I, I just had my computer. You know, I didn't even had like an operational mouse uh, or some, you know, people I think in the US call it mice. And when you use Adobe application, you're required to use, uh, you know, you can't actually freehand and draw shit. You know, you need a mice to operate and use. No, it's a mouse. Yeah, you know, whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, it was tough, you mice know. Mice is just more than one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I it's mean. It's still a mouse. Yeah. So, that's how I started. You know, very basic means, uh, you know, I, I didn't have Wi-Fi. Uh, connection so i mean if guys if you don't know i used to actually go to cafes and sit outside with my laptop and and really watch tutorials uh over youtube and other platforms uh i tried to actually scam skillshare when i say scam like you know i used to have multiple accounts created in in like six months stretch uh so that i can take advantage of the two month subscription uh free subscription for two months so what i used to do is create account uh you know use it for two months create a new account with a new user id uh you know and, and eventually they figured it out but you know the, the thing is you know adobe since it's it's like a vast application it has too many components and things and you can't learn everything in just two months you know it just takes time because whatever you learn you have to practice it uh, then you get a hold of it. So it was hard. It was challenging. I've seen all those bad days. I know I have roamed around, you know, with a, with pants, you know, which had like holes, no money. I didn't even have money to have tea. And during that time, I was just trying to found, you know, just, you know, produce the business. When I say produce, like, you know, have like a portfolio, uh, you know, have like a website to showcase it. It was hard. So my mom, if my mom wouldn't have stepped in, you know, I don't think I would have been able to, reach where I have reached. So I really applaud her. That's beautiful. And yeah, we should all be grateful for our parents and and for those that help us along the way, because I think um, a lot of good friends and family are the ones that really do inspire us. So um, to reset the room, my name's Tiffany Werner and I am hosting Jason's show, Brand Identity Design, and he's the guest today. Um, it is, it's an honor that you had me host to interview you to share what it's like to be going through this process after feeling with social anxiety and uh, imposter syndrome and everything. And we have some wonderful guests in the room and everything. Um, so would you like to start with the Q&A, Jason? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
So Lori, um, any questions or feedback that you would like to give to Jason? Sorry, guys. Um, no, I mean, I, uh, hello, by the way, because I haven't spoken to you guys in, in a bit. I've been really, really busy in my personal life and oh, all the things. Nice so, <laughs> yeah, I um, I want to say I'm proud of Jason for continuing on and pressing on. And, you know, I, I sometimes will talk to him through the back channel and I'm like, no, you need to be like, you need to say this to yourself. Like, kind of like you know cheering him on and um i think that we all have special gifts and talents that we're meant to share with the world so um sometimes we have to kick our own ass and sometimes we have to turn to others to kick our ass but no matter what i uh, can't give up and um i'm trying to think of so this is so this is sort of you interviewing jason correct tiffany right correct okay so um let me think of something you no, Jason, I'm pretty fast at thinking of a of a question. Hmm. Well, just to fast forward, uh, just to give you some, he's given me some rapid fire questions that we get to get to deep and personal with Jason as well coming up. So those are going to be fun um, in a second. Yeah, actually, actually I want to. Yeah, I actually want to announce that too, guys, you know, so going forward. Uh, because I know interviews can be slightly boring. So I want to actually add this new segment called Rapid Fire. So I'm going to, you know, come up with funny questions uh, just to ask my guests. And I think it would be fun. Yeah. I'm going to actually start Rapid Fire questions with my interview first to see how the guest feels uh, being on the hot seat when asked that question. And, uh, and apply the same thing on future episodes. Yeah. So okay. So I... <laughs> they could come for example like chocolate or vanilla i don't know he has gotten a few of them out there but anyway laurie go on i was just gonna say so um doing what you do jason what is so what is one lesson that you learned from maybe making a mistake that you would offer a piece of advice to someone else doing a similar thing. Like what is the thing that you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe like I either made that mistake or maybe it was like the biggest thing that kind of slowed you down or changed things for you. If you can share that. Yeah. I, I okay. So I'll, I'll explain this from a marketing standpoint. What I feel is that, the mistakes which I was doing constantly with my business in the, in the, during the inception of my business is that I was trying to put everything in one basket. And I was trying heavily relying on this to give me outcomes and results. Okay, so and so I would, I would strongly encourage people that if you're marketing your business, do not put all resources and mediums to generate leads just on one basket. You know, have like a portfolio, have like a different reach Try different permutations and combinations and keep yourself open. The second mistake which I used to do is that once I did get a client, I stopped marketing my business and I realize it really affects you hard. So marketing is an ongoing process, I feel. Even when you don't have business or when you have business, you should continue marketing, marketing it regularly because 
you don't know when during the buying cycle the client decides to say a yes and you need to ensure that you know you are making yourself available either through your content podcast whatever it is you know just make sure that you are out there positioning yourself regularly i have a lot of work which i'm doing currently i don't really need to ask people to give me more business but if i stop doing it maybe i'll just get forgotten during the process that's what i feel so those are some of the mistakes which i did and i don't want to replicate it again and again so for an example right now at this moment of time i see I really see uh, clubhouse not really encouraging new people to actually join my spaces uh, you know we never used to have Uh, that low volume of people it's not that you know i'm not appreciative of the people who actually are my friends who join my conversation regularly but the message uh, what we are trying to communicate is not really reaching that far now can i rely on this 100% no so what i'm doing is you know i want to continue marketing it so i was like you know let me try something new so i went ahead today on linkedin live i did uh, you know i'm live streaming audio right now as we speak It's not that you know I care about LinkedIn Live or LinkedIn Audio. I'm just trying, you know, because in the event if Clubhouse decides to you know fuck it up, uh, I can't rely my business to operate completely out of Clubhouse. You need to actually have some sort of other mediums. Even my podcast also. I you know what if if something doesn't work out, I don't get guests uh, from Clubhouse anymore. I need to make sure that I have some room available just to expand. You know, just in case things go sideways. Uh, that's what I feel. I mean, I don't know if that answers your question, Laurie. Yeah, and I would say that's great advice as someone who worked in sales and marketing for like twenty plus years. Is you will never, ever, you should never stop um, feeding the funnel because sometimes the well runs dry, or sometimes there's a pandemic, or sometimes there's a recession, or sometimes it just dries up. So. um you want in order for the flow to be happening you always need to be reaching out and promoting yourself and talking about yourself um with people so that they know you're out there and um you know unless you're someone like Kleenex you know that's a household name uh it's really tough to um experience the lows and the highs of just regular old uh business like ebbs and flows so i would just say always be always be uh and and i would say diversify too because if you say go on a few podcasts to promote yourself and then you go in a different industry and and you promote yourself here then the talk uh and the the references will call f- come from all different industries it won't just be one industry and then your your uh flow and your reach and your your funnel is so diversified and and um, you're going to reach that many more people because people in the same industry all talk to each other so I uh, just wanted to back up what you said Jason. Yeah, I totally agree. As yeah, long as well said. Yeah, that's well said, Lori. I just wanted to say that as long as you're communicating it to the right target group, okay, at least you know you may have like a fair idea who might be your ideal audience. If you do it at least to uh you know a close proximity of those audience uh, through different mediums, I think it's going to help out. So, yeah, I like what you said, Lori. Thank you so much. That's- And if I may say something, this is Tiffany, that not when when doing something live, not everyone like on any show, television, like do we ever religiously be able to watch something live all of the time? Um, that's why there's DVR and things that 
where people go back and watch things later off of the YouTube stream or Spotify or whatever, because that's why we have replays is that there's people working and there's other people that can't always make it, but that the, the information is still something that they need to hear. And, and then we share that and then they go back and listen later, but to not pay attention to those numbers really like is key because not everyone can and it's not because the content's not there. Yeah, I totally agree. So anyway, this, um, let's hear from Leslie. Leslie, hi. Um, do you have any feedback? Oh my gosh. Do we have two hours of, of just sharing and commiserating and just the way that we have evolved and grown? And I want to congratulate Jason, Tiffany, for all that you do. And it's great to see Lori here. Um, and Jason, you know, it's interesting because I think, um, you know, there's, and I know Jason calls it woo-woo, but I think there's a reason why we all kind of met. Um, and it wasn't that we were formally introduced. It, it just kind of happened. And um, Jason brings to the table his expertise in his branding and, and the technological aspects of him being able to create such amazing footage, music. Um, and, and it's interesting because I, I guess I always took it for granted, you know, that I love the public speaking arena. I love getting under one's skin to ask questions that nobody else have asked. But that's my strength. My weakness is what Jason brings to the table. And that's so beautiful because he is helping me grow and evolve in ways with my ideas, my mastermind plans. Um, and really, there is something that really resonates. Um, and it was while I was jogging, and everybody knows I'm an um, a, a exercise addict. Um, as I was jogging this morning, I was listening to someone, and he was interviewing this Terry. Um, and I'll, I'll back channel you guys. Um, and she wrote a book uh, on follow your passion you know, really follow your journey because we constantly are so hard on us, um, ourselves and, and trying to, you know, continue on this passion and, 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 uh, you know, street of just that focus. We, we miss out on other things. We miss out on the hiccups, you know, those walls that we, we hit. And that I think is a beauty of what we're all doing. We're all trying to figure this out. Um, so, I just commend you, Jason, and you are such a dear, genuine, and transparent individual, really sharing with everyone all that you've went through, along with Tiffany. And Tiffany and I met over a year ago, and Tiffany has an amazing show. She has uh, incredible speakers, and, and just your voice is so empowering. So I just wanted to thank all of you for what you're doing today, and um, supporting each other, because we off this, we have created such really awesome relationships. And yeah, it's really a big game plan because as you're sharing with everyone how, well, if Clubhouse, you know, kind of crumbles or loses um, the momentum that it, it had prior to this, um, how am I going to find my guests? And I'm always, I have that plan B, you know, I have that plan C. And, and I think that's the key of, of the way that we could really just navigate through this because it's really is like the wild west as one of your uh, listeners said in one of your um, uh, chats so anyway thank you everybody and um it's just great to be here thank you for that input 
And so much, Leslie, that means so much of what you said, um, not only to me, but to Jason. And uh, America's Supermom is down below as well. And I think Yay, that you might have hi, America's Supermom. He, Jason had listed some of the people that has inspired him the most, and you were on that list. So come up if you would like to say something. Yeah, I like to uh, just amplify on what Leslie said. Okay, you would hear a little background noise. It's actually raining here. So luckily, the temperature has gone down. So it's cool now a little bit. So uh, what I want to amplify is that, you know, I have noticed and, and we have actually seen this throughout history, businesses who are hesitant to pivot as time changes, you know, eventually dies off or, you know, faces you know, issues or problems or, you know, financial issues, you know, something or the other, right? So, uh, one of the reasons I'm actually trying to experiment new things, you know, I have tried video, guys. So, if you noticed, I'm, I'm trying, live, you know, video stream also. I'm trying audio stream in other platforms too, including Spotify Live, Twitter Spaces, LinkedIn Audio. Okay, I've, I've also tried video broadcasting on LinkedIn, YouTube, not Twitter specifically, but I'm trying all of those things just to keep myself available. Okay. And what I do is I'm just also programming my head to be ready to pivot. You know, if something goes sideways, I'm always in the process. Like, you know, how I can jump from here to here. Just keep myself protected and my business protected. Uh, that's what I feel. So I just wanted to amplify on what Leslie said. You know, it's good to have like, a few options available and not just relying on one. Yeah, you're on mute, Tiffany. I mean, just in case if you're speaking. Oh, yeah. Um, I just didn't know if you were. So, um, I invited America Superman to come up, but um, she's in a way. One of my questions to you, Jason, is how did you when you like to have things so formatted adjust to being live because when we're live it's not going to always go to a certain format or as planned things happen technical difficulties happen uh, things like that and you just never know like what's going to you know you've seen my show just where the guest disappears or there's no audio or whatever like that and sometimes um your guests are late or or whatever how do you handle those things when you like things so to the point and precise and planned ahead yeah i i feel experience would eventually teach you what to do and what not to so i'm not saying that you know i have answers to everything like you know i make stupid mistakes all the time when i do live okay sometimes i forget to hit the recording button okay and that show may never show up on spotify irrespective of how much hard work I have, you know, done in terms of curating that show. Okay, so that's something which you have to be ready. I think you have to be open that, you know, it's not going to be perfect always. Things are going to go sideways. And uh, just the part of the process. One of the reasons I, I really like the live version, it just helps you to be a little more creative. And you're constantly programming your mind to ensure you are quick when it comes to decision making. So I think in entrepreneurship, decision-making does play a huge role. And I'm programming myself to take quick, effective decisions. 
and uh, you know while i conduct my show i just require like a a small layout so when i create a structure the structure is just a skeleton okay and then you build around it and so if you put me in a situation it just helps me to analytically think a little more creatively i feel uh, you know it just helps me it just goes with my clients too uh, you know when my clients actually you know you know just put forward you know their ideas when i listen to those ideas i want to declutter everything and just organize it and just applying the same methodology which i have on my show like you know just lay it out and build upon it it just looks more clean and it just goes back to my quote uh, just make it simple you know but significant and you have to roll with the dice roll with the changes and everything and just in life just you never know what life's what cards you're going to be dealt yeah yeah i mean i don't know that. if you know if you remember this tiffany i i was actually doing an interview on season 1 So what I used to do was I used to write questions you know on my notepad on my on a piece of paper okay during that time I never used to share questions with my guest and what happened is that I was standing and speaking I was walking and actually uh, speaking because I was very nervous okay during the initial shows and I I kept the paper on top of my printer to have a sip of water or something and it fell down behind the desk and it was so exhausting because i had to pay attention to what she was saying which i could not and i didn't know what my next question was so real life situation you know <laughs> so what i immediately did i asked girish to like you know come up come come on stage and just throw me some questions which i can ask her like you know but you know that made me that made me creative you know during the process it didn't it, it, you know i didn't had to panic i i panic i did panic but even though i went through a panic i was able to still come up with an idea how to resolve it and that's what i'm learning by doing these live shows i don't know if you understand what i'm trying to say you just put me in a situation which is slightly you know disappointing embarrassing or you don't know what the fuck to do and uh, you know having like a structure just helps me to think you know how i can find creative ways how to just resolve it I mean who would actually think of just asking some random guy you know can you help me with some questions i was not paying attention and i lost my notes i don't know yeah and well you just got to roll with it right so yeah i've seen you rolling with it numerous times like many of the guests you know i mean even when i initially started half of the time you see you could see me just frozen up right <laughs> so I mean uh, sometimes but you you've learned and evolved above that and um so so uh, Melissa would you like to say to contribute to how Jason's evolved he's the guest and the host today and um we're talking about how he's gone through 50 episodes in 5 months and where he started and how he's gotten to where he is today Melissa I please flash your mic if you're there. Oh, hi. Hey, I'm here, but I'm kind of in the matrix. But I'm here to support. She said she's with Keanu Reeves. Yes. <laughs> in the matrix. Anyway, so there's been so many great things 
that Jason's done. And um, to reset the room, my name's Tiffany Warner. I am usually a proud listener of brand identity design, but Jason invited me to host and put him in the hot seat today as the guest on his own show as episode 18 of season two. Um, 50 under five, 50 episodes under five months. Congratulations. Where's your sound effect that does the <laughs> There you go. We should have like barking dog on to wake someone up. Um, <laughs> anyway, so so um, is, you want me to ask uh, some questions, like rapid fire questions, or or yeah, yeah, anything, anything would do like as you like. Into that, well, okay, before we get to that, how about is there any advice to give to anyone that you feel like needs to? learn from you um, that you've taken from this journey so far? Yeah, I mean, you you need to be relentless when it comes to chasing something. I mean, that would be my advice, is that, you know, whatever your dream is, and sometimes, you know, we can have stupid dreams. And I really mean it, guys, you know. At some point in my time, in my career, I really thought, I am going to motorcycle my way through, uh, you know, and, and make a career out of it and make a living out of it. Okay. And it's just going to be fun. You know, motorcycles were like, you know, you know, too close to me. And I, I had to like really make this distinction that, you know, sometimes, you know, certain things are just supposed to be a hobby. Sometimes it's just meant to be just like a leisure activity, just help you unwind. And, you know, and when you try making things which are just meant to be a hobby and you thinking you know you know it can be passion or whatever and you need to cheat you know live that dream you know that can that can cause a lot of trouble so i i feel that you know don't always rely on instincts to identify your passion uh, i would recommend that you know you make an attempt to try different permutations and combinations to see where you're really good at so i was never good at design i just accidentally found it and uh, and uh, you just require solid determination and you have to be a little more relentless to make sure you know you survive and thrive uh, in any industry so yeah that's my advice and my button was meant on me but that's well said and you have to be relentless and believe in yourself and on that note what is your favorite kind of motorcycle <laughs> I, I actually got a couple uh, of them so i'm a big fan of royal infield royal infield is actually a british uh, motorcycle company which was sold to an indian manufacturer now it's actually you know owned by itcher group in madras so it's royal infield interceptor 650 that's one of my favorite motorcycles which i anticipate to buy at least in a year or two then uh, I like the Kawasaki brand. So I got a few models on Kawasaki. I like the Kawasaki W800. It's like a touring model. Looks very classic, British-like. Looks like a Triumph Bonneville. Okay, uh, really retro. Has a lot of chrome around it. Really cool. I also like the sports edition. So I like the Kawasaki Z1000R, which comes with Olin shocks and Brembo brakes. 
I think it's pretty cool. I also like the Ninja 1000XSX, which is like a sports tourer. I'm a big fan of this Triumph Rocket 3, one of the biggest engine block uh, you know you have actually on a production motorcycle. So I think it's really cool. I'm not really a big fan of you know motorcycles which which are really tall, but I really dig the BMW 1200GS. And uh, I wanted to actually also highlight a car which I really admire and actually have glued this image of this car uh, on my vision board. It's a Mercedes AMG GT. It's called as S63. It's a four-door coupe, uh, not a two-door. The reason why it's four-door and that's the one which I really like because I don't want my mom or my dad to struggle to get inside the car. Yeah. So thoughtful. With all the other motorcycles usually one or two seats and then a lot of people don't ride motorcycles because they're dangerous but you like to ride dangerously ironically but had social phobia (laughs) (laughs) overcome that and but no all these motorcycles you like the wind in your hair you like to go fast and live on the you know responsibility yeah Yeah, i mean i have gone fast i mean i have done a lot of killer stuff but i would always be geared up Okay, always have the best helmet, gloves, riding jacket, knee guards, you know, shoes, whatever. Keep myself protected. I also have, I, you know, carry most of my uh, motorcycle, you know, toolkits along with me. So in the process, if I'm stranded, if I have basic knowledge, I should be able to fix my bike alone. Even if I don't have, uh, you, know, a, a, you know, a technician or a mechanic nearby. You know, and even basic items like a tent, sleeping bag, camping items, you know, torch, whatever. I'm always ready, you know, you never know. And and by the way, guys, if you don't know a lot about me, motorcycling is fun and I've been doing it for years. I always and always travel alone. No pillion, no friends, alone. It's just amazing just to be alone. No clue where to stop, uh, where to stop, you know, how long you want to ride. Yeah, whatever. It's just fun. You know, I, I just, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just fascinated with this whole thing. If I get the opportunity, I would even travel the whole world alone and it does not matter. Yeah, but the the motorcycle doesn't cross the pond for you to get to America. And come That's why we have Florida. boats. <laughs> yes. So, um, anybody want to chime in anytime? to um ask any questions he's got some for me here like what's your favorite drink <laughs> jack daniels okay so the thing is that a lot of people actually made fun of me whenever i quote about tennessee whiskey jack daniels okay i never mm-hmm. had the opportunity to drink anything even more expensive than that till date so that's one of the best whiskeys i had purely because of affordability i can't afford anything beyond that at least at this moment of time maybe in the long run i would try something else so so far this is my favorite. Have we ever spoken while you've been been drinking Jack Daniels? No. <laughs> Not really. You sure about that? No. Just uh, putting you in the hot seat. You wanted to be vanilla or chocolate? Okay, I would say chocolate, but chocolate with chips. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like ice creams are slightly crunchy and i like chocolate that's true well i've talked i've talked i've spoken with you and chocolate chips are not very common in in india where you are like 
have chocolate chips where we can just get them by the bag in America. Um, when you are speaking about chocolate, that's what you're talking about, chocolate chips rather than just um, a chocolate bar or like a chocolate drink, which is pretty interesting, the differences mm -hmm. of what we have here. And well, when I say here, it was for global, make whatever on Spotify, but what we have in America is not what everyone else has yeah true so may, i don't know if it's just the indian version of chocolate chips but whatever you know i just love it no so um anyone have any personal questions for jay you would like I to do. Ask? I have. okay let's go for it hopefully you guys can hear me so jason wow. did you have a favorite superhero growing up as a kid there's a good question. Mm. I don't know. I like asking yeah. these questions. I love this. <laughs> I, I have a couple of questions, but we'll just leave it at that one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was not really... Okay, so, I mean, during my childhood, televisions were just getting, uh, you know, started off. So, we used to have like a 21-inch Onida TV. Okay, and uh, it was cable, and it, it it used to pixelate a lot, you know. So, I mean, I don't know if I had, like, a superhero I used to look up to. I used to really watch cartoons a lot, and I liked the Courage the Cowardly Dog. I think that was fun. Uh, I used to like SWAT cats, but I don't know if, if I really loved any. Because I don't think we used to get a lot of channels just to watch superheroes so too hard to say leslie i don't know i love that no hey jason i used to love watching that with my sons and to this day it's just crazy out of the world things happening with courage and <laughs> the, the dog <laughs> we loved him and i still love it oh my god no wonder we all get along <laughs> What about your favorite villain? Mm. Uh, I like Joker. I think he's pretty interesting. I mean, so far I have seen a lot of movies, but you know, I, I think he is really cool. It's a very interesting character. Yeah. He's my favorite too. Or one of what? them. Like, Stop copying Joker. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it is. I, I like, he says, if you're good at something, never do it for free. I feel like some villains are misunderstood. And I think he's one of them. But, anyways, so, Melissa, you have any rapid fire questions for Jay? What's your favorite snack? My favorite snack, I like peanuts, roasted peanuts a lot. Okay, and I can have it as much as I like, really like, without uh, getting exhausted. What kind of roasted peanuts? Like the one in the shell? I mean, I, I don't know if it comes in a shell box. I mean, here we use, we just get pouches, which are like airtight just roast it or i can just buy uh the 
the raw one and and put it on to uh, gas and 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 just roast it i don't know if you guys do it but you know that's like a common dish here uh, where we stay so evening time if you want to have something a little crunchy you know you can have that yes one of my favorite snacks i mean if you ask me i also like i'm a big fan of pizza i would die to have pizza it's not really like a common thing here it's really expensive uh, you know to get a pizza i mean i i think most of the people i have spoken in the us you know it's like a a very generic thing but trust me guys here it's like a really expensive dish and uh, it has to be like a really special occasion to order a pizza and spend that kind of money no um so what are some things out of this show that you wanted people maybe to know about you before we close up wait there's one of the questions you gave me if you could be any animal and then we'll get to that what would it be and i see your answer and i want to know why <laughs> there's another one wait i see two more that i'm going to ask <laughs> okay it says definitely uh, and i don't know how it's pronounced I call it beluga whale. Okay, so it looks like a dolphin. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm a big fan of whales, but I just don't like the traditional whale. They just look slightly ugly or like a submarine. Okay, I specifically like this whale. <laughs> uh, because you know why? It got this gray hue around it. And I don't know, it just looks very sophisticated. So, so we don't hear a lot about it. Okay, and uh and we don't see much footage of it but it definitely exists in the ecosystem and it's usually found around antarctica i think or you know any cold regions so you know i like cold weather so i'm like you know if i have to be an animal i think i would might as well be a whale they are gentle creatures they don't harm people I and mean, they might eat a lot of fish but yeah but they are gentle creatures Yeah. And yeah, that's There's a movie that was like called The Lobster, I think, and it had um a couple of famous people in it. It was really weird like if you died what like I guess they would I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but it's it's pretty old, but the people that didn't pass requirements in social society, they were created and uh transformed into an animal of their choice and this one person chose the lobster or most of people chose birds or cats or dogs or whatever but um anyway off that topic what scares you most okay so this is a fear which have been uh, having from childhood okay so uh, specifically when i was young Okay I used to be bullied a lot uh, especially you know children around my age or even elder than me uh, and they used to abuse me a lot you know you know really manhandle me tear my clothes apart you know do all this weird ass stuff so i've been afraid uh, you know of people or getting into this fighting situation right from you know childhood and i still you know it traumatized me to a really huge extent i did try karate 
okay but i didn't really work out because i i didn't know that you can't hit girls you know using like a flying kick so you know they threw me out from the karate class just because you know i was just trying to learn it whatever so yeah fighting people in public uh, you know just causes me anxiety i don't know how i would be able to handle it Yeah, nobody wants to fight in public or fight at all. I don't know. It's just embarrassing. Anyway, back to my question I was going to say before. Uh, I'll see you as a fighter anyway, Jason, just saying. But um I can fight with intelligence. Yes, I can do that. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> my bark is louder than my bite too. <laughs> so, anyway. I'm going to throw spreadsheets at you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh oh, I love anyway, that. So any any closing words? Uh I I I don't want people to take away from your interview. Yeah, I'm I'm uh I would say that you know if you if you podcast podcasting I I think it's a good medium especially you know when you interview people. I think it's a good me- medium to not only make good relationships but uh people really admire if you produce the show well when i say produce the show well the experience you offer how you think you know how you do things can really make a good impression of who you are as a person your work ethic and how you think uh, things ahead in my case you know since i'm a designer you know i can actually make artwork so what i do is when i onboard my guest uh, you know i not only create artworks which they can distribute I also create artworks which they can use as a template which I don't think many day de- you know many people actually do. So send them artworks specifically for audiograms, send them blank templates which they can reuse and repurpose for some other shows. Uh even you know help them with photographs without backgrounds, you know, using Photoshop. You know, do all those things, even sometimes send them recordings at a certain cost. So I do all of that. and they just get fascinated with the experience and they just become close friends and and in the process if you see opportunity to help them out you know overcome a challenge or a problem which they are experiencing with their business you know do reach out and help them out you know it's not necessary that everything has to be monetary sometimes the desire of just trying to help someone overcome an issue or a problem they are experiencing in their business is good enough because imagine uh, i i foresee myself you know when i was trying to build my business a few years back and i really wished people would have stepped up and really helped me so i try to help people because i i think you know sometimes uh, sometimes you just have to do things by yourself and uh, and show people that you know you can be a good example when it comes to support So that would be my biggest uh, giveaway for today. Uh you know, yeah. I hope that makes sense. It does. And and most well said. And um if you if we have nothing left more to say, it's 24 minutes past the hour. Um I think it's time to wrap up and close the room if everyone's comments have already been made. Jason, I think you've done a wonderful job um being the guest on your own show and thank you for letting me 
interrogate you and getting all your thoughts <laughs> out there. I'm honored to be that one. Yeah. I think I know you better than most people, so it's, this was fun. Absolutely. And, um, Absolutely. It, it's actually fun having you as a... I really, you know, guys, you know, I'm being 100% real. A lot of the premise of my show is being adopted from what you do. Uh, and I just add my layer, my style to it. So, I mean, you, you know, although Natasha helped me to come up with AHA question, the AHA question, but if you think about it, it's just what you ask on your show. It's just a different word, that's all. And uh, same, you know, the whole format, uh, you know, the structure, you know, how I give shout outs to my sponsor, how I end it. And now, luckily, I have intro music nowadays. You know, guys, it's really expensive. Trust me, you know, on the podcasting game, licensed songs are freaking expensive. Uh, you know, especially the commercial ones. But it's a good investment. And, and, and the process of actually finding out a one which is really cool, not really heard a lot, can be time consuming. So even, even the one which I kind of play nowadays on my show, it just took a really hard and long time just to acquire it or to find, you know, the right uh, one. Yeah. Go ahead, Tiffany. Well, then on that case, let's wrap up. How do you wrap up your show? Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to say thank to... I like the music. Yeah, I'm going to play a song. I'm going to play my uh, theme song. And I just want to thank each and everybody for being here, listening to me. And Tiffany, Tiffany, you are a wonderful host. Thank you so much for interrogating me. Thank and, you for yeah. having me. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Leslie, Melissa, Laurie, LJ, Natasha, Jen, and whoever has actually been listening to us on LinkedIn audio. Uh, you know, I think it's pretty cool. I'm so glad that we did this episode 18. So I don't know, 50 plus how many shows I have done so far, maybe 52, 53. I, I plan on doing more. Please, uh, you know, support as much as you can. I also want to uh, give people the opportunity, not uh, people, but I meant to say Tiffany, the opportunity to speak about uh, your nomination. So I'm just going to pin the link uh, right on top and I will also have it on the show notes, guys. So Tiffany has been nominated for five awards this year, People Choice Podcast Awards, uh, starting with Adam Curie, uh, People Choice Award, Best Female Host, uh, Education, Health. Uh, society yeah education health society yeah five awards and best female podcast host unfortunately the link uh, the url I, I can't pin it you know guys you should be able to find it uh on the chat so can you speak on that tiffany well thank you so much um i am going to be posting the link and everything but it's people's choice um Awards, let me say exactly. I wasn't prepared for that. Um, podcastawards.com, and you go to um, it leads you right into nominate now, and you just enter your email address and a passcode. It's not the passcode to your email, but it will send you a verification to um, verify your email to make sure that it's not a bot or. Um, me a thousand times entering or whatever I don't know and then you just verify your email and then there's five categories that moments of clarity with Tiffany is in it's in alphabetical order so you just put in um, your name and 
the email. It's basically to log in so that, because you don't have to vote on every single category and that it's to build an account so that if you decide you want to go back and vote for other things that you didn't vote for in the first place, that you can, um, that you can go back, but it's not the password to your email or anything, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, <laughs> you keep is, saying it, it's very logical. So, so guys, you know, just, just I've keep... gotten so much response <laughs> from people saying, I tried to vote for you and it was complicated. And anyway, I think the their website sucks Adam to be Curry. honest with you. And there's five categories, Adam Curry, I agree. No, 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 it's, it's fine. Adam Curry award, best female podcast host, health, grammar girl education, and then society and culture. And it's this moment of clarity with Tiffany. You just click on those. From July 1st to the 31st is the popular vote. And then to pass to the next. And to be nominated and just in the award, it's amazing. But I'm up against a lot. So a lot of very talented people. And the more the votes I get, the, um, you know, the better the chances are to move to the next phase where last year I got the top 10 and three of them so let's do it again hopefully after almost eight years of doing this and a lot of sweat and isn't you know after five months yeah. of, podcasting <laughs> <laughs> of radio and all that i really would love the recognition so anyway thanks for that i kind of put, put it on the spot like i didn't know you yeah i like doing that that's the beauty of me. live shows <laughs> so guys you know i i just want to we might actually do uh like a show just explaining the process of how to apply because personally i think the process is slightly complicated and even the ui and ux of their website is also i don't think it's really fun so anyways once you open up the link uh, just focus on the blue icon which shows nomination votings open now click here to vote once you click on it uh, you know it just helps you to it ask you to sign up just put in your name email address whichever one you want to use and uh, once you click sign up it's going to send you like a verification link uh, like you said tiffany to your inbox click on that link it will open up a separate window uh, the categories which i just stated you know it should it should be on chat you know just use that that's how you can support and do this so i was you know i could have probably applied for this but i was like you know let me take a little more time so hopefully next year you will see my name also on the list uh, so let's see how things go you should have done it. You just have that imposter syndrome. All it takes is three episodes or something, and you just didn't feel like you were ready, but I believed in you. You could have been in that, but next time, next time, definitely. Anyway, let's count down and wrap up the room. Yeah, I'm going to play the song. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much, Richard, for joining. Thank you so much, Natasha, for consistently supporting. You guys take care of yourself and stay in touch. I'm going to play the outro song. We're going to say goodbye.